Too. <laughs> Hello and good evening. Welcome to Two and Impossible. It's Miss Melanie and Rashawn. Good. Day, sir. It is the last day of Black History Month, and I can't believe how fast this month, uh, month, yeah, I can't believe how fast this month went by, but also, like, I feel like the older you get, the year just seems to zip by. It does, it seems to go quickly, real quickly. Yeah. I don't know, it used to be like so long between birthdays, and now I feel like I turn around and I'm older. Eh, seems like that, but it'll, it'll it'll eventually slow down during the like midway through the year. Yeah, no, true. I um, I had a very very busy week, but the thing that capped it off for me was being able to see this week's Wandavision. <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna do when it's over. Like, I'm really mad that there's only one more episode left. Yeah. Uh this week's WandaVision it just it was great, but it also broke me. <laughs> it hit you right in the feels, huh? Yeah. It's like it came at like the perfect time because a good like a good friend of mine had just died on the twenty third and mm-hmm. Going and just like going through that, like going through the grief of this week and everything of like seeing that episode kind of just like broke me. And it was like it gave like a good message of like uh, of like grief and everything. It's like it just hit perfectly at the at the right moment. No, I hear you. I think um I think this episode is needed. I think I, I mentioned last week I thought we were definitely doing a flashback because every series as a flashback episode and I really I wanted to know how she did it I'm I'm walking through each of her flashbacks from the time she was little to her creation of uh, the reimage Westview was it was really it was really well done it was really well done and I love how Vision the 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 most non-human entity in the MCU always seems to have the words of clarity around emotion. Yeah, what is love, not uh, grief, just persevering? I think you said it the other way. What is grief but love persevering, right? 
But I um, it was really good. It was a really good episode. Um, I have questions, and I don't know that they're all going to get answered in the last episode. Episode. Um, but I will have a lot of time to think about it. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't know what to expect. I still think that it's. Uh, I mean, the way they they spelled it out, it feels like. You know, Wanda did this because of her grief and and she didn't even know that she could do it. And it was definitely awesome for her to finally get named. <laughs> so that was that was really cool. So she is the Scarlet Witch now. But I, I something tells me that there's still someone else involved. Also, Hayward Haywood is horrible. Like he just gets worse and worse each week. Well, that's what usually government uh, officials usually are in certain ways. It's all about business. Um, it's all about business. It's all about business and the greater good from what he sees from his point of view compared to everyone else's. I mean, he, I think, has a very strong fear of super-powered individuals. And I would, for one, would like to know where that came from. I mean, okay, the blip, and I'm sure that freaked out a whole lot of people that this being came no, down that's, that that's it that i mean you you bring thanos to earth that's gonna make everyone worry no matter what like when's the next threat when's the next blip when's the next time but i mean that wasn't the, the first thing though like go. they had the shatari like five years no more than that you know previously i mean this earth that earth <laughs> is used to I mean, it wasn't the first time something from outer space came and did some damage. So, not to say that people should be like on high alert, but I mean, the f- I guess I get it. Let me not say that. I get it. There's fear. There's fear, but playing yeah, into that fear doesn't help. We don't like. We don't know who he lost in those five years. He could have lost a loved one. He could have lost someone else. Um, and them coming back is like that thing of like you. He might have had someone that he loved that he had to let go. Because they came back and he moved on, or other or other th- situations. You like, I get Hayward why he's doing it, but he shouldn't be doing it because Tony Stark tried this with Ultron. It backfired. Hayward thinks he's gonna do something better. It's gonna backfire, and I think that when White Vision, Gray Vision whatever talks um it's not gonna be vision i'm i'm putting my money on james bader coming back and voicing ultron for this for this last episode and him causing uh, a lot of damage i'm in agreement with you there i think 100 like okay so i the thing that I said as soon as we saw White Vision was, oh my God, please don't make it Ultron. <laughs> like, and I would listen, I love to hear James Spader's voice any day of the week. So it's not because I don't want James to come back. But Ultron is just trouble. Like, that just sounds like a bad idea. But I feel like the final episode is going to be them fighting against this other version of Vision. And I want to know what's going to happen to the vision that she created. Like, she created life. Like, she, like, you realize how powerful she is? 
Like she created vibranium because they said that they were tracking vibranium when they were looking at him through the hex. Like that she's like is she like the most powerful thing in the MCU? She it's Wanda and Captain Marvel, like they're the ones that have been powered by the Infinity Stone. So when I see it, I just think Wanda and Captain Marvel are probably the most powerful ones right now. And we'll see what happens along the way because they did a lot in this episode. They also retconned a lot of stuff and we might have had mutants all along and if Wanda has another outburst or something by the end of this and she kind of engulfs the whole entire world with her power for just a brief second, it could start activating, I don't know, an X gene and that she possibly had and the Infinity Stone in, um, basically enhanced it and the next gene that was inside Pedro and that enhanced it as well. So part of me feels like, yes, perhaps they were both born with the mutant gene. She could have also bestowed some of her power to her twin because they are twins. Um, but I think the, the, the fact that they're twins probably means that they were both born with something. I think to that end, too, that they might retcon it so that Monica was also born with whatever trait so that her going back and forth through the hex didn't, you know, negatively affect her, but caused her to get powered or, you know, uh, heightened her latent powers. Um, but I, I, I think the thing that I'm wondering is while all this was going on with Wanda and Agatha, what was going on with Monica and fake Pietro? <laughs> Pietro. <laughs> um, so, I mean, there's a lot that they have to do in this next episode. Yeah. Well, I think the last episode is going to be 50 minutes, so they got time to do it. And I hear it's supposed to be very explosive, a lot of powers, a lot of special effects. Well, you got three power. You got three human powered individuals. You got two AI powered and well sentient beings powered, and then you got the the U.S. government special forces. I mean, I'm I'm expecting a lot to go down in the last episode. I mean, fifty minutes is great. I mean, this last one was. I mean, 40, you can't really count the last um, credits, but uh, like 47 minutes. So, I mean, they got a lot done in this episode, but I always want more. But I appreciate the storytelling of this whole series. Like, I I appreciate that they took the time to be so meticulous about all the little pieces that go together to tell us the story. It's It's been great in storytelling and I can't wait to see more of the Marvel TV shows so we got a week break we get a week break after Wanda finishes next week um and then it's uh Winter Soldier not Winter Soldier uh Falcon and Winter Soldier yep and I can't wait I cannot wait for the uh, U.S. agent and his racism. What? Okay. Oh, yes. 
No, no, I no, I understand what you're saying, but like, why are you looking forward to that? <laughs> because, because I'm wait, because this is gonna be a, this is a topic I'm waiting for Marvel to uh, start going at. I'm like, you're gonna go after, you're gonna go after racism in the MCU and uh, the government, and them not. You think they're gonna go, you, think, you think Disney's gonna go hard for it? Oh, they've already. <laughs> the person who wrote this season has already said he is. Okay. This is the story right. of the reason why they don't want Sam to have the uh, the shield, and it's going to be Sam and Bucky trying to get that shield. I mean, that, I mean, I figured that that was the the focus of the show that we were going to see, you know, things not go the way that um, Captain America probably would have wanted, and Sam and Bucky trying to work through their <laughs> frenemy status while trying to achieve a goal. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, I think it's going to be. I'm looking forward to it. And for those people who were thrown off by WandaVision and the way that it was presented, Falcon and the Winter Soldier will give them, you know, the MCU that they're used to, I'm assuming. Yeah. Get into more of like the action, suspense, and everything else like that instead of like this emotional roller coaster we've been on for. Not for eight episodes so far. I mean, everything from the opening credits to the callbacks to um, sitcoms of yesteryear. Like, they did so much with this show. And I, like, the people who don't appreciate it, I mean, I get it. But if you're just so used to the formulaicness of how superhero dramas can be. I don't I, I don't know why you can't appreciate this creativity. But I've I've heard some complaints from people and I just think it's weird to me personally. Yeah, they don't know what they had they didn't know what they were getting and that just threw them off and by them watching what they got, they'll all come around to it in the end. And if Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany, Catherine Hahn don't get no awards this se- uh, next next year around award time and everything. It's gonna be some issues. They need all the awards. Do you understand? Like this show needs all of the awards, from the costumes to the music, to the acting, to the cinematography. Like they need to be nominated for so much. Um, they need to be nominated for so much. Speaking of nominations, however. <laughs> Did you hear the news that the Golden Globe... So we talked last week about who got snubbed from the Golden Globe nominations. And I think I had said, you know, I think part of it has to do with who's voting for it. And then the Golden Globe comes out and says, oh, by the way, we don't have any Black voters. What? How? Mm-hmm. How? In this year of 2021? It's a, how do you have any... It's a lot going on there with a little bit of scandals, a little bit of money hiding and stuff like that. It's been going on in the Golden Globes for years. And it's more of like an exclusive, exclusive club for certain people, but others aren't invited. And now they see that they kind of need to start inviting people before it comes to the point where the Golden Globe just really means nothing at all, period. I mean, it's already, it's already um, I mean, it's, it's mostly there. I mean, who, 
Yes. Having Golden Globe nominee or Golden Globe winner next to your name might get you some more jobs. But who is taking the Golden Globe seriously? Uh, Daniel Kalilia, who just won for uh, playing Fred Hampton for um, Judas and the Black Messiah, and John Boyega for uh, his role in Small Axe, uh, Red, White, and Blue for television special, and Soul for winning Best Animated. Well, we knew Soul was going to win. That wasn't, I mean, for what was put out last year, wasn't a lot of competition. Um, But yeah, I mean, I am happy for all those who win. But over the years, for me, award shows, I mean, and I'm not in the industry, so, or I'm not directly in the industry. I, I, so my, you know, my feelings are, are just based on an outside observance. But like, what does it do for you as a Black artist to get nominated or win one of these awards? Does it change your career dramatically still in this day and age? I believe it does. Like, look at Aquafina. Like, for her being in um, uh, winning Golden Globe, I think, last year for um, her movie, it's gotten her a lot more work than she's previously had. Uh, she's being Yeah, I mean, I think... She, I think- I want to say that the main thing that you get out of the Golden Globes is the notoriety because your name is in, excuse me, is in more papers. And the the sheer fact that, that all those people voted for you means that you are more well known. So when it comes time to like mention who should come audition or who would be good for a part, you're more top of mind. So I can see that as a benefit. Um, I can see that as a benefit. But they still yeah. only just embraced like sci-fi and um, you know other genres as as legitimate film, and that's annoying to me. Oh, like 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 we said, and um, they need more members and they need more diversity in the group. So more diversity, more likely we'll get more genre picks in the future and it's it'll be better hopefully like we agree we see like the oscars they're trying they've added more members and we're getting there but it's going to take time like all these old societies and these old norms need to be changed from the inside and more people joining in gets that change in there and getting uh some of that old generation out yeah, I just want to make sure that we, we we see some of the work that's being done by Marvel with these movies and shows. Um, so like we said, WandaVision finishes up next week. We get a break of about a week. And then we're right into Falcon and Winter Soldier. And then in May, supposedly, we're getting Black Widow. Um, is that only going to be... In theaters, or are they going to release it online? Have they finally come around to that? They're waiting until about April to make the decision on that, if it's going to be online in theaters or just theaters. Hopefully, it's online in theaters. But me, I will definitely go to a movie theater to watch Black Widow. I've been waiting for this movie. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch this movie in theaters. doesn't matter. Okay. I mean, you know, it's your life. I hope you're vaccinated by that time. Um, I get it in April. Which, I get it in April. So. 
All right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, hopefully you're vaccinated and other people have been vaccinated and it's safer to go outside then. Um, I have been spoiled by this pandemic in that all the things that I need have been available to me virtually and I'm, I have become used to it. I do miss going to the movies. After uh, Black Widow, we have Loki in June and then uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings in July. Yep. And then at some point in the summer, we're supposed to get the What If series, supposedly. Yeah, and then like either September, we're supposed to possibly get Miss Marvel, and October or November or December, we're supposed to get um, Hawkeye. Yes, and then in December, well, in November, we have The Eternals, and then in December, we get Spider-Man, which we just learned the title of uh, this week, No, No Way Home. And this gives me vibes of um i mean so leaving off of wanda vision will the connection be with spider-man i mean i don't know like i'm trying to think how all of these things play together like i can see wanda vision and loki playing um and i can see you know falcon and the winter soldier playing into black widow or you know there being some kind of correlation but I guess with the Eternals happening before Spider-Man and him being outed uh, as Peter Parker, is he going to leave the planet? <laughs> no. Uh, I think it's just multiverse shenanigans. Mm. Uh, because we already got, we already know that uh, Jamie Foxx will be Electro in it. Uh, we know that after Melina's been on set we know um, Charlie Cox has been on set. Um, we've heard rumors of uh, uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield on set. So it's very possible. We know Doctor Strange is in it as well. So we might really just get a lot of multiverse stuff, shenanigans, a lot of action sequences, and Maybe this will be that bridge that um, Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man will have between um, this and all those Sony movies because we know Morbius was supposed to be out already. Mm-hmm. And that one has Michael Keaton in it as Vulture. So... Yeah, they might be, uh, they might be uh, setting up for the, the seven, what are they called? Sinister Six. Yeah, Six, that's Seven. Yeah, the Sinister Six. Because, um, I mean, with Electro, I mean, I don't know. I There's there's a lot that can happen. And I'm open. I'm open to all that is. Speaking, though, still of Disney, this week, Kaya and the Last Dragon comes out for those people who signed up for a premium, for the premium release. I think it's also in theaters as well. Um, so I'm going to uh, make sure that I check that out. Yeah, Raya and the Last Dragon. Yes, Raya and the Last Dragon, my bad. Um, I it looks interesting. I'm not an Aquafina fan. Um, but I am happy to see an all Asian um story uh again, you know. So I'm looking forward to see how this plays out. We also this week got the trailer for Luca, which is the next um 
animated series coming out. Oh, we got a teaser trailer um, from Pixar. It's a it's a Pixar movie, um, and it's got uh, Maya Rudolph and Jim Gaffigan and Emma Berman, and I think it looks really interesting. Um, but it's a uh, it, yeah, it looks it looks super interesting, and it's set, I believe, in South America. That was wait, South America? That was Italy. Is it Italy? Yeah, you're right. It is Italy. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of one of the shorts they have on Disney Plus. Yes, uh, it's going to be in Italy. So I think it's going to be an interesting movie. Yeah, with yeah, we'll monsters. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like it is it, far for me. <laughs> you know, the last Pixar movie was Soul, and that gave us. You know, what if black people had feelings? So I wonder what Luca's uh, tearjerker is. Um, and then to stay in the realm of movies, we got news this week that, or a rumor anyway, that uh, a new Superman movie is in the works with J.J. Um, Abram- Abrams and... Uh, What's his name? Tallahassee Tana- Coates. Yeah, Tallahassee Coates. Um, that's not a rumor. That's fact. Um, the only rumor that we had this week was the Amber Heard rumor, which kind of sucked because it's not true. I'm really upset about that one. Yeah. So I think the super. So with the Superman movie, I think there was talks that it uh, that of uh, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, he came. He came to Warner Brothers in 2019 with an idea of like doing a black Superman. They talked about it, so they might have. They might be coming around to that, and it's possible he might be it, or they might go with another actor. But I really hope they go with another actor because you know how I feel about that. But because like Superman is my favorite superhero, and I really don't want him to be played by. Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> but I know other people might enjoy that and maybe they'll bring more love to Superman. I don't know. But um, I just... I, is it like when they say it's a black Superman, is it like Clark Kent or is it somebody else? It could be Clark Kent if they want to do that it or can't... they can do... Why? why? Be- because he's... Because why? Why? Superman's an alien. Clark Kent can be... Right, but then... So if he's not going to... Because, okay, Superman is an alien, correct. But to end up in Kansas with two white parents in Kansas, and that I mean, and that changes I'm, the whole I, it changes the whole makeup of the story because not only is he dealing with being different, he's also going to have to deal with racism. Like it changes his origin story. Oh, oh, like he's already different. Like he's already different. And you, sorry, he's already you don't so, think Superman being able to walk around as a white man? made a huge difference than if he walked around as any other uh, race? What? We can go we can go with that. We can go with that one. Like, you see, every, like, the biggest races that Superman had to deal with was a white man named Lex Luthor. You don't think that the... Okay. I think it changes the story. I, I, I'm not saying I'm against it. I just think it changes the story because of all of the extra baggage added for being a black person in America. 
So, and you can't not write about that. I mean, I guess you could, you could not write about it, but it would seem disingenuous to have him grow up in Kansas with two white parents and never have to deal directly with racism. Yes, he's going to have to deal with racism, but he's going to have to learn how to code switch. I don't, I don't like it. I'm going to say, I don't like it. I think, um, you got the black man writing a story, so. Right, but it doesn't have to be Clark Kent. It could be. It doesn't have to be Clark Kent, though. It could be another uh, someone related to. I wanted to be Clark Kent just to piss off racists. I see. That's not. I'm not. So uh, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, (laughs) I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. They're already mad. I'm I'm here for the tears. I'm here for the tears. Um, And what? Yeah, I I I understand your sentiment. I just. Uh, there are other ways <laughs> to make the point, but you know, like I said, if I know it's being handled by a really good director and a really good writer, so I'm not, um, I'm not worried. But I just it adds, like I said, another element to it completely that I just hope that they address correctly. I I got I got no I have I have like. Hundred percent faith in Tanahasi Coates. I'm good with that. Um, I'm not sure if JJ's directing it. Um, kind of hope might not. be pretty good. Uh, yeah, because I know he has that five hundred million dollar produce uh that deal with Warner Brothers, so he's producing a lot of projects. So he might just be producing this one. Uh, I kind of hope JJ does not direct. Um, I don't need lens flares, and I'm still hurt from. The the last chat uh, from um, the Rise of Skywalker, I'm still hurt from that. I, I I hear you. I didn't have a problem with the movie. I have no problem with him as a director. So, I think that he can create uh, emotional sentiment, and I appreciate that in my superhero films. Um, but yeah. So to the other point, the Amber Heard rumor was that she failed her physical exam and so they had to fire her and you're saying that that's not true now yeah that's been debunked and I kind of don't put any stock in popcorn movie um uh, YouTube channel because um that dude has a lot of issues with a lot of actual uh people in the community of movie pundits and everything that um he's been through with um being cancelled like a few years ago um, but apparently it's been debunked already. I've seen a couple articles already saying um debunking her being fired. But I kinda hope she does get fired soon before Aquaman starts filming. Um, and then the other news there was her was that the trial that Johnny has against her was pushed back another year. It was pushed back another year? Oh my god. Yeah, I don't they don't want this man to work and it makes me really angry. Um, but I think it got pushed back a year because of all the continued discovery um, that is that is being. So I'm reading. I'm reading. I don't know who to believe. Oh well. I I really hope that uh, the Amber rumor is actually true because, like I said, I'm I'm seeing conflicting. Well, I'm seeing mostly that uh, that she's getting fired for breaking her contract, but. I mean, until it's officially announced by someone, we won't know for sure. Um, but I think that uh, they should remove her. 
Um, but who would replace? Uh, Amelia Clark. Oh, does she want to do it? That's there, the rumor that she would be replacing her. Mm. Which I'm fine with because her and Momoa has, um, you know. They have chemistry. chemistry. Yes, they do. They definitely have that, yes. That's very true. Well, we'll have to see. Um, And the other thing, new release-wise, that I wanted to talk about was uh, that they gave us a date for The Bad Batch, which is coming out um, May 4th, 4th, which makes sense. (laughs) Um, So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I mean, I am. I'm happy with all the MCU stuff, but I'm still, you know, my Star Wars uh, addiction needs to be fed, so I need something new. Yeah, I, I'm good with. I'm good with the Bad Batch. Can't wait to see it. Um, I'm here for um, Ming Na Wen and Fennec Shan in those episodes as well. So kind of happy. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a really good um, show. Um. I think it's going to be really good. Uh, so, did you hear, uh, I'm st- we're still stuck on Disney, um, that the Proud family is coming back to Disney Plus? Yes. Um, I find that quite interesting. Because it took them uh, so long to get the episodes um, on to Disney Plus. I mean, I didn't know that it had such a, I, I didn't know it had such a following that it would warrant um, a, re- a reboot. Well, it's not. It's not. It's not really a reboot. It's just a continuation. Ah, got you. Okay. Yeah. Like, well, that's uh, cool. The kid, yeah, the kids have gotten older, and now it's more of like they've stepped out the '90s, and now they're in the digital age. So, oh. Like, yeah, like the babies aren't baby, or like the babies are three years old now. Um, Penny's uh, more in high school. The other ones are in high school. Uh, everyone's coming back except for Orlando, uh, Orlando Brown. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I think they've replaced him with uh, another girl character, uh, voiced by Kiki Palmer. Oh, yeah, and she's like the ultra woke character. Oh, very cool. I did not... uh... That's dope, actually. Exactly. Um, I mean, this is definitely something we need, I think, in my opinion. More more of us on screen doing things... I, I, I don't know if we've had a um do we have currently besides Blackish, which I'm assuming is still on? Because I don't watch it. Yeah. Blackish, um, Grownish, soon to be oldish. Are, what other black shows about family do we have right now? Currently black shows about family? Mm. I gotta just remember uh, in the in the late in by the time we got to the nineties. There were so many shows on TV about black families. You know what I mean? Like you had, you're hanging with Mr. Cooper. You're in the house. You're Fresh Prince. You're 
Cosby, your um, uh, Mr. That's what's his name, uh, Bernie Mac show. Um, you know what I mean? Like they, they the girlfriends. Uh, where are we now with that? I don't know. It's it's not really like a lot of shows. Right, right. Like, what happened? <laughs> what, what happened? Is my question. I, I don't know. We've like we've we've kind of fell back. Like we fell back a lot with a lot of like sitcoms and stuff like that. Like we've we've gone to certain points of like switching up the genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I would like to also see more superhero shows. Like, I guess I've said before, I loved um, Lovecraft Country and I enjoyed Raising Dion. And I want to see more of that. I want to see more of us playing these other types of characters and the focus not just be on the struggle it is to be a Black person. Do you know don't I mean? watch black. Like that's obviously black. always going to be part of the story, but I want it to be more than that. Like I want us to be able to be lawyers and doctors and singers and dancers and and all these different things and be focused on what that means to us and not just us fighting against people who hate us for our race. Yeah, I mean. Like Black Lightning is that one black show of a black family and superheroes, um, that uh, that's still on, but it's a lot of dealing with a lot of struggle and a lot of uh, uh, a lot of blackness, a lot of racism. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I mean, and I understand that. I get it. It's really difficult, I think, to talk about or to have black star black. Lead and not address what prejudices or systematic um, hindrances that they have to deal with. Like, it's really difficult for us to write those stories. I think it's one of the reasons I so enjoyed watching Cinderella again, that the, um, the live action with Brandy, because to see true colorblind casting is really amazing. Like, it's great to be able to just hire actors based on their skill and not have to worry about race. But I don't know if you can do that in 2021. So like you're really gonna, or like they're really gonna need to because everything's diverse. It is. We are seeing a lot more mixed families. We're seeing, I mean, especially in commercials, we're seeing a lot more of that. But I would like to see some black stories too, um, which is why I brought up that. Um, but I just know, I just, I don't know. Not, and the thing is, I don't watch a lot of TV, and most of the TV I watch is mostly sci-fi because that's an escape for me. Um, but yeah, like, speaking uh, of real, go ahead. No, like, um, like if, uh, you did. I uh, know you probably didn't watch the show Krypton at all. Mm-mm. Yeah, but uh, but for that show, when it came to like uh, Superman's grandfather and his people, like they were white or and everything like that. But when it came to people like General Zod and his faction of people, they were all black. It was kind of shocking with that one, and kind of shocking to see with like um. 
the new show, uh, Superman and Lois on the CW, which mm-hmm. that Lex Luthor, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm like, Lex Luthor's black, uh, from mm-hmm. the universe. That was like kind of <laughs> shocking for me, and kind of different with that show in general because it did not feel like a CW show that much. It felt like that Good. show could have been on. That show could have been on HBO Max instead. Good. Good. Because I don't like CW. I know. Sorry, let me not say that. I'm really excited about Black Batgirl. Uh, Batwoman, sorry. I'm really excited about that. But the CW shows... You know what? Like, I'll take that back. There is an underlying campiness to all of DC comic shows. Which I have no problem with. But they're in stark contrast to what they're giving us in the MCU. And then I'm not always sure about the overlap, although they've had a lot of cross, um, they've had a lot of shows interconnect and do things together. So that's been super cool, but I don't think it translates. The vibe that you get on the, with the, the CW's DC shows, I don't think translates to the movies. I'd rather have the, if we're going to go like the CW route, I'd rather have them over the movie sometime because their stuff's at least coherent. Like mm-hmm. you, ha- like everything in the universe is in universe. So you had Supergirl, you got you had Flash, you had Arrow, you had Legends of Tomorrow. You have all these, all these, all these interconnecting shows, and they all fit together as a cohesive mm-hmm. unit. Even with mm-hmm. Superman and Lois, now that we've had the, they had their crisis event. Everything mm-hmm. it now fits in. All, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, no, all, I like that too. I like that too. I like that too, and I appreciate that CW has the cohesive universe. And I, like I said, it reminds me. The CW shows remind me more of the comics, um, which is where I fell in love with all of the DC characters. Um, and I don't, and I think the movies just have a different feel. I'm gonna listen to what um. We have some listener comments. Hi. Um, first off, spoiler warning. In episode eight, we see that Wanda clearly created the hex. My question is, though, who created Westview? If we recap episode four, the sheriff from Eastview clearly told Jimmy Woo and Monica Rambo, Eastview doesn't exist. All right, got it. Because their minds have been wiped. Well, they don't remember Westview, that's very possible. My theory is Hayward is behind all this. Yeah, there's been so many Easter eggs behind him. He was clearly provoking Wanda when Wanda came to see the vision. I mean, he made the statement. Uh, but that's just it, Wanda. He isn't yours. But he knew he was pissing her off. That's what he was trying to do. He was provoking her into anger. Like he knew if she went, she would create the heck. I mean, I agree, Al. I think um, he, they had been trying, clearly, they had been trying for the five years that everyone blipped to put Vision, quote unquote, back online. And they couldn't. And when she showed up, I'm assuming his first thought was, oh, she can reanimate him. Like she has some sort of power. Let's see what she'll do. Um, and just like the way that you're right, the way that he was talking to her, totally antagonistic, totally antagonistic 
just trying to get her to do things. I mean, why else when she floated down after she busted the windows, was he like, no, let her. He really thought she was just going to like reanimate him. And then I'm not really sure what he thought he was going to do. Like, what, what were you going to do if she did reanimate him and wanted to leave? Like, what did you think was going to happen? He would have probably found to find a way to get Vision back and use him as a weapon. Maybe. You don't or, think he would have um, killed everybody in there? <laughs> they're, 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 they're not going to kill everyone in there. No, I mean, Wanda, like, you, like, if she, if they tried to restrain her or, or keep, or try to keep her in Vision, you don't think she would have fought back? They would have fought back, but they ain't gonna kill him. They gonna get. They gonna get out well, of there. Yeah, I, yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, what do you like? If she did reanimate him in that moment, what did he think was gonna happen? Like, they were just gonna stay and be like, "Oh, okay, we'll stay and be." No, I, that's not. I don't know. I don't know what his game plan is, but he's definitely up to something else. And I'm really, I was really upset <laughs> that they, because uh, the whole time I thought that they were just gonna like bust open the city. Um, and I think, yeah, Al, I think, um. They she was able to wipe the memories of the people who were related to the people who are in the town because it just made it easier. Just the same way that she's forcing all of them to live this uh, imagined life. I think that that's why they didn't know that Westview existed. But uh, Westview was always, you know, I think it's it's a it's there because the highway sign for it was on the highway. So I know that it was a town that did exist, but for some reason, people who were affected by the hex outside and who aren't inside of it couldn't see it. That's my thought anyway. Okay. Uh, let's check our other one from our a listener. Back to your reality. We also recap episode five, I believe, when Hayward was asking Jimmy Woo about Wanda, said, wait a minute, Jimmy, does she have any aliases, any funny nicknames? Is she called something else? Like he was trying to find out if she was called Scarlet Witch. Because if you look in the comics that these are based off of, Mephisto and Agnetha Harkness was looking, or Mephisto went to Agnetha Harkness first, thinking she was the Scarlet Witch, but once he found out she wasn't, he did find use from her by helping him find the actual Scarlet Witch. So, it Seems like this show, they have been trying to find the Scarlet Witch, knowing it could be Wanda, and they finally figured it out there at the end when they said, you are the Scarlet Witch. I am, um, so <laughs> Agnes's, I want to, I, I am also curious about Agnes's um, intention. Because, um, you know, it's clear that she, from day one, has been trying to break Wanda out of this so that she could find out how Wanda did it and, like, learn from her or or maybe siphon off of her, but to what end? Like, just because she craves the power or is she working for someone or is there something that she needs that power to do? Like, those those are my open questions right now. I think it's more of she craves the power. She wants to know what how Wanda's doing it because I kind of feel like maybe her mother was... It's mm-hmm. the witch because because her mother had the crown as well. Her mother had like mm-hmm. a crown of magic, so mm-hmm. she's she's trying to get that kind of level to the magic of like what her mother might have had and what she doesn't have, and that Wanda has is like Wanda is so powerful she's on autopilot doing all this stuff, 
and Agatha, she's lived for centuries, and she can she could do a lot of magic, but she's nowhere on the level like how Wanda is with her magic, doing it on autopilot. So yeah, she wants to like it's like me. I don't think Agatha is the bad guy here in this situation. Mm-hmm. To a point where where it's going to be Agatha maybe teaching Wanda how to control her magic at the end of the, at the end that. of this. I, see, yeah, I I mean I hear that, and I would be on board with that. But what is she doing with the children? Because at the end of the episode, she's literally gonna... puppeting them. I okay, I fine, but how did they get created? Like, like, are they are they just figments of Wanda's uh, imagination, or is there another element at play here? It could be either one, they are completely not real, or two, that Wanda kind of copulated with a a Mind Stone creative vision and actually got pregnant, and the kids came, and the kid's father is really the Mind Stone slash vision. And those kids might, might be real, those kids might not be real. And Agatha might actually mistaken think they aren't real. And just like how how Vision was when he's trying to leave the hex and he can't. Like those kids might be might not be real and might not be able to leave the hex, but we might not know until next week. Yeah, no, I, I hear that. I just as far as her being evil or not evil, it for me depends on what she wants to do with the information she now has and what she does to those kids. She might just be using them as a way to further taunt or push Wanda. Um, so that's something that remains to be seen. I think I still think she's working for someone. We saw the um the book in the witch layer. Um I think that there's more at play here, but like to your point, we won't know until they tell us next week. I'm gonna listen to our next uh, listen. Yeah, so in the comics, um, Mephisto wanted the Scarlet Witch's powers. So when in the comics, when Wanda had the kids, you know the kids aren't real. It's just a manifestation of her power, kind of like we've seen in the show now with Vision and the kids. And in the comics, they take the kids, and the kids become one with Mephesto, and Mephesto absorbs that power. I don't think we're going to get Mephesto just yet, but I do think he's pulling the strings, kind of like Thanos was through phases one, two, and three, and we didn't get mm-hmm. Thanos until closer to the end. I'm thinking there's going to be hints of Mephesto around. We're not going to get Mephesto just yet. Hayward could have clearly sold his soul to the devil, a.k.a. Mm. Mephesto, and... I don't know. There's there's a lot of things going on in my head with this, but I I really don't think we're going to get Mephisto, but I do think Mephisto is pulling the strings here. Yeah, I can see that. I I need some kind of closure at the end of this season to, I guess, hold on to that we've answered some questions before we, like, open the box to others, but I feel like they're going to leave us with so much still unknown. I mean, that stuff can be left... Like, we can leave some mysteries open for Doctor Strange. That's a whole year away. 
Rashawn, that's a whole year away. I don't have that kind of I'm just kidding, I do. Yeah, I'm I, I'm excited for what phase four is showing us so far. Um, I think this was an excellent kickoff. You already know that I wasn't excited about Black Widow. I don't even know how Black Widow fits into all of this anyway. So that's to be seen, I suppose. Uh, well, we we will see next week. And hopefully in May, Black Widow part will fit into the whole entire story and end up being a very important part for the future of the MCU, like Kevin Feige had said, like stuff in Black Widow. I mean, the only thing is, the only thing I can see it being is if they talk about the Soul Stone. I can't imagine what else we need to know about Natasha that is important to the current storyline. We don't know until we see the film. Okay, it's Marvel. <laughs> and, and, it's Marvel, and and it's also the person that wrote WandaVision who wrote that. So. I'm with I'm with them. I'm like, okay. Like, I mean, important. that's true. It's important. That's true. That's true. I'll give you that. I will give you that. I just, oh, I don't know. Um, like I say, I feel like I want them to give us something to tie it to Winter Soldier. I keep saying Winter Soldier to Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then I want. I can already see how Loki's series could be involved if we get mer- if we get multiverse. Um, uh, related, but I don't know. I, I, I really I don't know. Uh, but like you said, we'll see you next week. So I was re-watching all the episodes, and um, on the Halloween episode, I think Disney Plus trolled us. The little um, vignette when they show Wanda and Pietro going to that old lady's house, and she gives them a fish. I think that was a herring. I think they were trying to tell us that that whole thing was a red herring. Oh, yeah. No, I I completely agree there. I was looking at the little girl in this episode from uh, episode eight, and I was like, that girl don't look the same as the one that was in the flashback. But I think the um, what we can assume is that that flashback was like part of the show that Wanda was putting on. And yeah, it was fake. Uh, and also, you know, now that we know that Pietro is not Pietro. Um, and speaking of Pietro, who, who do you, do you think that he is just some amalgamation that Agatha put together? Or did she, because he's not her brother, but he's, is he it, also not, not the guy from the MCU? I, I mean, mean, from the, I mean, he got power. He does have power. He does have power. So mm. it's very possible. It's very possible he could kind of be just another Quicksilver from another universe, not the Fox one, but another one. Mm-hmm. He and he just came. Like maybe he could have been a Quicksilver uh, from the universe, and maybe Agatha got him in there, or someone else sent him in there. Maybe Doctor Strange or something like that. Well, uh, Agatha like said that she did it, so I think it's I think it's Agatha. But how I guess is what I'm wondering. I don't know. Like I don't know. I'm still stuck on whether he's just some figment that she created, or if, like you said, she plucked him from another universe. Like I don't think that that was made clear. Well, we didn't see uh, Monica. We didn't see Pedro, Pe- uh, Pedro, whatever, uh, and we didn't see like. Um... 
Darcy Vision. This episode. Or, uh, or, or Vision, because Vision. Well, Vision had left. Well, we the saw, well, yeah. Well, we saw Vision at the, uh, like, like just in the flashbacks, but, you know. But we didn't get, like, um, Monica. We didn't get to see Darcy. We didn't see uh, Pedro at all in this episode at all. So we'll see them next week and see how them getting to the house is going to be that thing that, like, sets everything off. Like, yeah, uh, I mean, th- this episode ended with them in the middle of the street. So, I mean, it, it must be that people can see them, the people who live in the town. I mean, I am... I mean, next week's just going to be very interesting. I'm sure Black Widow will fit in somehow, because Marvel does not make movies without future in- intentions. Now, Black Widow was set to release last year, and with COVID and everything, we kind of got sidetracked on that. But... Black Widow is clearly going to fit into the future. It has to. I mean, they're going to be introducing Taskmaster as uh, Taskmaster as a villain who's a big bad in the comics. Awesome villain. He can pretty much mimic anyone's abilities. If he sees them, he can mimic them. Um, we're going to get the Russian Captain America, and we're going to get Black Widow's sidekick as well. Uh, and it, it will tie into future events. It will give us things for the future because like I said Marvel does not put anything out there unless they're going to do more with it. I mean that's true. I won't dispute that. I, I, I trust Kevin Feige. So if he says that it fits then it'll fit. But I am uh, I don't know. I'm skeptical. But you know I've been, you guys who have been listening to the podcast know that I've always been skeptical of Black Widow. <laughs> so, so we'll see. We shall see. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we got one more. Part of me thinks she she plucked him from a parallel universe, and that is really a Quicksilver. But she was puppeting him the whole time because you do remember they had the alarm that went off in Sword Headquarters at the mm-hmm, same time mm-hmm. that um, Pietro was showing up at the door. So I think right. he may not be Fox Pietro, like he may be from somewhere where he was the Pietro, but he was also he also went through the events of Age of Ultron. So that's why he remembers getting shot. But mm. who knows? Or maybe that's just Agatha was parroting those lines because they would be effective for Wanda. I don't know. There's a lot going on here, and I'm just excited about this show. Yes, agreed. It is there is a lot going on, and there is so I don't know. I'm we were saying earlier in the show. I just love everything they've done with this show. It's creative. It's interesting. It's a, a little scary. Um, <laughs> to me, and I think uh, it's just been really good elements all along. So I'm, I'm on board. I just there's so many questions that need answering, Rashad. <laughs> I know we, we we we've got one more episode, and hopefully they can answer a lot of them and leave some open for Doctor Strange, which I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I just want I just want a nice little resolution to this, but. I feel like it's going to end in heartbreak. Oh, I think she's going to have to kill Vision again. And I I mean, I feel like that's going to break her. Like, I feel like it's going to come down to her having to kill Vision again, or the Vision, 
as they keep calling him, um, like he's calling comics. I think she's gonna have to kill Vision again, and that's gonna like break her completely, and she's gonna turn evil, or at least a little evil. I think that that I think that's what I'm sensing. I think not that it's gonna be Vision. I feel like she's she like in the episode she accepted Vision's death, but it was yeah. just going into it's just going into like. Going to the house and everything that was just broke her. But I feel like if anything's gonna turn her and make her maybe evil or something like that, is it that she might have to bring that hex down and those kids might disappear and oh, that's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that and that might be the switch. Yes, that's true. I think her losing anything else is gonna be the catalyst for some serious change. Um, but I'm I'm excited to see what happens. There was one other thing news-wise I wanted to bring up. So are you familiar with the band Daft Punk? Yes. I was so sad <laughs> when I learned the news that they were disbanding. Um, and the little, uh, the video that they put out, epilogue, was just so... So them, I guess. Um, but I'm like sad at that news, you know. Twenty eight years, like two more years, it would have been a solid thirty. Like, come on, right? Like y'all couldn't wait. <laughs> no, I mean, I want to know like what's next for either one of them, but I just it was sad news. Like I definitely spent most of the week re re listening to their music and watching Interstellar five five five, um, because. Yeah, that was, they were icons. They are icons. I, 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 <laughs> I'm kind. I'm kind of also upset because um, like they're not going to do the soundtrack for that uh the new Tron movie with Jared Leto. Oh yeah, oh yeah, darn. Hmm. I'm like, I I wanted them back for that movie. I'm like, mm-hmm. come like come on like. Maybe someone like Disney can like just just like just give us one more album, one more album. <laughs> we get the money. Like, you, oh, like you, know, you, you know you you know you want you know you want it. Like, <laughs> like, like just 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 pop out one more album for us, one nice song, something, and and just do it for us. And once it's done and over with, then you can officially retire again. Like, come on. I mean, I'm I'm holding out hope that they, you know, have a reunion tour or something. I don't know, but I would I really wanted to see them like in person one day, but that's I don't know, we'll see. We'll see. The other speaking of other things from the past, um, did you see that real world New York is having a reunion? Yes, I saw the trailer a couple of days oh my ago. Gosh. And I'm I'm, I'm, I'm hyped. Like, I'm like, this is like, this is the first like reality show. Yes. Like 30, yes. Like thirty years later. Yes. I'm like, and what, look at what it rocked. Look what it rocked. Listen, I want to know what their life has been like since being that first social experiment. But like watching the trailer, it seems <laughs> that some of them have not changed in thirty years. Like. I don't know how, but you, they're still having the same conversations. 
And I think it's just a testament to like how we are in the U.S. Like we just keep repeating the same nonsense. People are just set in their ways and they don't want to change. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching to watching this. I haven't um I used to watch Real World and Road Rules like consistently. And then when they started to do the challenges, like I was all about it. Um, but it's been years since I have because like reality TV has lost its shtick for me because it seemed to be becoming more scripted, more um trivialized and like manufactured. Um, but I feel like this first season of Real World was like real. What well, is more of like why like me for my reality show is forever is gonna be Jersey Shore and like those um <laughs> not uh, Jersey Shore. <laughs> I, I, I I I am a Jersey Shore fan. I love that Oh show. my god. I, I think I, it's because you're it. from New Jersey. I think that's why you loved it. No, because like me, I used to watch like all the like the reality dating shows, like Flavor of Love, all of them, and those ones when they had like the challenge shows on there, for, like the Flavor of Love Condensense, um, I Love New York, all of them. Like I was, I was like all interested in them. Real Chance of Love. And no, no. <laughs> yes, I, like those, like those are the like the best ones. No, they they were like displays of the dregs of humanity to me. Like, what is this? Why would you get on television and act this way? I don't understand. It was was just shocking back then. I'm like, some of them found happiness. Some of them found love. Um, Some of them end up becoming murderers. Um, Oh, man. I just... I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I like. I don't know if, if reality TV has been good or bad for us to have sneak peeks into. I guess it made people more relatable, um, and people enjoyed seeing other people go through things as an escape from their lives. But I think we've got to a point where it was excessive. But that's just me, um, and I don't really like to see conflicts like that. So you know, I, it wasn't my cup of tea. Um, I love. Like cur- like currently, I'm like watching like the Jersey Shore Family Vacation ones. Like they're like the new seasons. Like after a few years, they took off. It's they came still back. on. Why? Yeah. Is your- Why? Because because the show will never stop. I love it because oh my it, like, Jersey Shore, like Jersey Shore ended. Then there was um Jay Wow and Snooky and their show they had then like Vinny had his own little talk show like he was doing interviews with people then Paulie had a uh, his own reality show where uh, following his time when he was signed with G Unit like 50 Cent signed him to a record and everything else like that he made millions um still making millions cuz he is an actual good DJ but um then you have all them then they finally came back together had like Jersey for family vacation with them Actually going and coming back, reviewing stuff. They followed Mike as his journey through uh, before he went to jail. Had to go into jail, came out of jail, uh, following experience and everything like that. But I like this show so much better now because it's like back then you kind of had to play off of like not watching the camera, not trying to acknowledge these people, cameraman, all this other stuff. I'm like, like now it's like, yeah, we know this is a reality show. Like, we know the cameraman's here and everything is like that. Like they're not, they don't have to bullshit us anymore. Of like, 
yeah, we know the camera's there and everything else like that. So it's more real than it was back then. And I kind of like it better now. But it's also I, a conflict. I can't, I cannot, I don't, yeah. It's just not my thing. Like, I, I just, I don't, I don't understand completely the draw and why we have so many of these shows. And it's just that, like, people want to see humans in conflict. And the realer the conflict, I guess, the better, which is why Cops was on for however many years it was on before they took it off because of social conflict. But I just... Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Like, why are we entertained by people being ridiculous? Oh, it, it's, it's, it, I don't know. It's just great. Like, even for the show itself now is when you have the reality aspect of, like, they're going to doing this stuff and they film stuff and things happen. And then, you know, in the confessional is, like, when they talk about it and everything like that, and they go, maybe the next season starts. They've watched the season to see stuff that they didn't know that happened. Like, one dude was trying to hook up with another person's friend while his girlfriend was still there drunk. I'm like, what are you doing? You're on camera. You you know not to do stuff like this. It's going to be on national TV. And he got caught. I'm like, this is hilarious. And then she kind of had to go and apologize. Like, I should have believed you. It happened. Uh, I didn't want to think he'd do something like that, but he did. And it's it's just like the drama of stuff like that. It's still so interesting. Like, I, like yeah, I, I, I do not share your love for it. It makes me uncomfortable. Because <laughs> you can see that in real, like you can see that like at any lounge or I mean, back when outside was open. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I guess it's interesting to people because it's not them. I don't know. Yeah. It's just for me, I just I don't understand the draw, but um I'm really interested in seeing the reunion of uh Real World New York and what that what we get out of that. I think that would be quite interesting. Well, is that the only reunion you're looking forward to or is like the news of the Avatar expansion universe is going to be more I was just I was just about to bring that up. I I'm really interested to see what the next uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender situation looks like. And I'm really happy that the original creator is part of it. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm, I'm glad they're back and they're getting their own studio. Thank you to Paramount Plus, which like launches this Oh, week. that is what I was going to complain about. I have to buy another. I have to get another subscription. Oh, I'm so upset. Like I was gonna like ignore Paramount Plus. Like I was like, nah, I'm good. I got Hulu. I have Netflix. I have Amazon. I have Disney. I have Stars. I I'm good. And then Paramount. Like you couldn't just partner with Hulu. Like come on, man. I mean, Paramount has deals with um Netflix, like a lot of stuff. Um, because you see, like a lot of like all the Nickelodeon stuff has been on Netflix is because of. Their deals with Paramount and CBS and all that. Like, you get, like, the reason, like, iCarly's in the top 10 of Netflix right now because it's on there, but it's also going to be on Paramount Plus for, like, the rest of the other seasons. So it's kind of like. Yeah, I haven't said to myself that I wasn't going to get Peacock because no thanks. 
um, because I have too many streaming services. Like, I feel like now we've taken cable, the cable model of, you know, having access to all these different channels, and now we're piecemealing it and paying for it individually, which, you know, yes. But it's a lot. Like, do I have to get... Oh, sorry, I forgot. I have HBO Max, too. Like, (laughs) I want it all in one place. (laughs) I I, I know, and with, like, Paramount Plus, I'm going to end up getting Paramount Plus, probably get the $5 deal and take the ads with it. Only because, like how you said earlier in the podcast about you don't got to go to the movie theaters, it's everything's at home. Like, mission, like the new Mission Impossible movie, um, new Top Gun movie, they're coming to Paramount Plus after 45 days. Mm. They've cut, they've mm-hmm. cut the, they've Cut the release window completely in half now. It is now forty five. I mean, they have to. They have to to make their money. That makes sense. I know it's it's hard for the movie theaters, but like that's gonna be the deal they're gonna have to make and deal with it mm-hmm. now. Because mm-hmm. everyone's because like AMC made deals with Universal, so that movies would come out seventeen days after release. Now you got Paramount making deals for forty five days. Right now, you got HBO with day and date. I'm like, listen, like, that watching Wonder Woman was it Wonder Woman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I appreciate it. I do. The other thing about this whole pandemic is that people started doing things that we could have been doing a long time ago, but they didn't for financial reasons, obviously. But um, they need to figure out a new way to. Uh, make money in this age of digital. Like, I mean, I think it's the same thing that happened with music, right? Like, the studios, the music studios, and and all of those lost money because they were so late to the digital game. They could have made so much more money if they had just embraced the MP3 earlier. Yeah, and dealt with like, you let, you let you let a company you let a company like Apple have be, be the first out the gate. And you, you know, and and but they created it all around a a device. Like the music industry could have been on the flip side of that. Like they are now beholden to your Spotify's and your um Google Music's. I guess I don't I don't know, but I think that it's uh I think it's really interesting. What is wrought from this? pandemic as far as the use of technology to get us the entertainment that we want. I do appreciate it though because we have stuff like our, uh, to be able to do things like this through stereo where we can talk directly with our listeners and get their feedback instantaneously or things like Clubhouse um, and the evolution of uh, Twitter and Instagram and even Facebook, although I'm, I'm loath to promote Facebook these days because of some of the shenanigans that go on over there. But uh but yeah, I think we uh we, we're in an age of information and slowly we're starting to use that information properly. I uh, know like we might be moving like a lot of stuff to Twitter soon because like Twitter's about to get uh like Facebook type groups now and they're already about to get that uh they already do have it now for some people if you're in the exclusive club of Twitter. They have yeah. the clubhouse feature. Yeah, I did see that. It's very cool yeah. stuff. Yeah, so 
we'll see with a lot of stuff that's coming forward in technology nowadays. So, like, you got to be ahead of the curve if if not to, not to get left behind. Very true. Well, I think that those of you listening can continue the conversation with us through all these social media platforms. You can hit us up on our Instagram and and Twitter at Two AP Studios. Um, and on Facebook at Two and a Possible, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you are not listening live through stereo, we appreciate your reviews and likes and comments on our podcast pages on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Um, and we are really happy with everyone who was able to join us today and give their thoughts. Uh, yeah, I've enjoyed uh, the show tonight, too. Uh, help me, help me get through the week, and I look forward to next week's adventures and see what what comes out of it. Yes, I uh, we will definitely have a lot to talk about next week as we round up uh, Wandavision. Um, I hope you have a good week. Uh, if you check out Raya and the Last Dragon, we can talk about that next week as well. But as always, sir, it was great chatting with you today. It's always lovely talking to you as well. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.